Welcome, welcome to the Hard Skills Podcast and Show with me, Dr. Mira Bronku. I work with leaders in healthcare research, STEM, and other technical fields who want to develop an authentic leadership identity and create a healthy, inclusive workplace environment to retain the best people doing their best work. In other words, developing the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. Now, this season, we're focusing on developing identity, the second stage of my strategic leadership pathway model. And today, we are talking with Laura Eigel, author of Values First. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm super excited to have you here. We, um, by the way, audience, we value evidence-based practical solutions. So be ready. Take notes. I always do. Reflect deeply and identify at least one small step to further develop your hard skills muscle. Now, um, I will warn you, this is like the second week I'm here with a cold. And so um, I still have my lozenges. I still have my tea. It's sitting in a hot warmer. And I'm going to do my best not to just cough right into the mic. That is my goal for today. <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, let me introduce Laura. Um, Dr. Laura Eigel is the founder of The Catch Group, a leadership coaching firm accelerating women into the C-suite and the host of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast, which I have been on myself and um, known for her direct feedback and her passion for living a life guided by her values. She's been an HR executive at Fortune 50 companies, joined the C-suite as a chief learning officer, and now partners with leaders and organizations to build values-based cultures. She's also a mom, a wife, and a true crime podcast fan who loves indoor rowing. So welcome, Laura. Glad to have you on the show. And um, I'm, I was trying to remember, how did we meet again? Well, I know we've crossed paths in lots of different ways. I couldn't remember if it was on your podcast or through um, that women's entrepreneurship program or how we connected. Yeah, it was um, it was through my podcast, but then we realized we had a lot of other people that we knew in common. And so it was a very quick and fast connection. And we've been connecting, you know, at least every other month since, I think. Yes, yes. For God knows how long. What is it like? A I don't know. Years. Three years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. We connected during the pandemic um, when, you know, she and I were both um, continuing to explore ways to build our businesses. Laura is an IO psychologist that stands for industrial organizational psychology, whereas I'm a clinical psychologist by training, but we sort of came to the same interests over time, even though we've had very different paths. And so um, um, one thing I bet that people are probably wondering about is, which is what I wondered about when I first met you, is the name of your company, The Catch Group. Where does that come from? What does it mean? Yeah, thanks for asking. I I love um, I love a, a good name. And so this is, I, I figured, you know, I am going to be using this as part of my identity. So let's make it meaningful. So in the intro, you mentioned that I am an, I like indoor rowing. And so indoor rowing is something that I've been doing. So like, that means like just exercising on a rowing machine. And so I've been doing that for over 10 years now. And, and through that, I learned lots of new terminology. And one of those is this idea of the catch and the catch is a part of the rowing stroke. It is, you know, rowing is a repetitive motion, right? And so the catch is right before it's the rest right before you push off. And that's in, in the water in a real boat with a real oar. That is the point in which the, um, the oar makes contact with the water and then you push off. So um, the catch has become kind of like a, a metaphor for me to really think about you know, to make sure that I have that rest. And then to remember, it doesn't have to be perfect that, you know, I get to do this again and again. And it's that reminder that I get to push off and I can be intentional. And it's just a reminder to me and to the people that I coach and companies that I work with, you know, that we have to be intentional about these things. So you do get another chance though. And so I love that meaning and I love um, that reminder for myself to, to use and to utilize my values and, um, and to just be intentional with my leadership as well. 
Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah. I mean, boy, you could apply that metaphor to so many things and yeah. it's so unique. It's so unusual. Um, and um, I'm pretty sure that you've sort of upped your game with your rowing, haven't you, this year? <laughs> you know, I, I recently have. And so um, I had said for years and years that I want to eventually, like, get out on the water um, in an actual boat. And I had not done it um, for whatever reason. Like, I had a back injury. And then really, I kind of had romanticized it. Like, well, what if I don't like it? I've been saying that I love indoor rowing for so long. Like, what if I don't actually like being on the water? But this summer, I um, I got out on a real boat. And I've been learning how to row with, like, in a in an eight boat. And I've done some sculling in a double. And so I am now, um, you know, learning really what it's like. And let me tell you, um, I'm glad I can try again and again. And, and it's, it's filled with even more metaphors for teams and for learning and the things that like, I thought that I was going to be good at because I have so much rowing, indoor rowing experience, um, actually made, made it harder for me to row on the water because I have this muscle memory of something that um, isn't exactly the same out on the water. So it's been really interesting to like understand those expectations for mm. myself, like thinking, oh, I'm going to be good at this because I'm good at the indoor rowing. And really, it's very humbling and really nice to be able to say, hey, um, I have a lot to learn. I need to unlearn some things so I can relearn some things because that technique has to be really good out there. And so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's been really fun to actually see, you know, when the, when the, or really does hit the water, what is that really like? And how to do that in unison with others? So it's, it's been a fun experience. I love that again for the metaphor. Yeah. Um, so because this is the season of developing leadership identity, how do you see this idea of your own progression from what it was like transitioning from indoor rowing to outdoor rowing, what you learned and how that connects with leadership identity development. I will tell you what I think, but I, I'm curious yeah. to hear what you think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a continual evolution, right? So what I loved about indoor rowing also is that like, you can always get better. You're kind of in competition with yourself. You like, mm you um you can do it with other people if you wanted to because there's like kind of like a spin class you could like row with other people but like it um it was actually really an individual thing but rowing in a boat mostly it's with other people you can do an individual like individual boat but um you have to do it with others and you have to depend on each other and then even just my own like the things that think you you think make you great are actually the things that kind of don't and you need to unlearn. So I think it's like a, a very interesting um, parallel to leadership, right? It's like, you are not alone. The things that you do absolutely have an impact on others, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you just have to be super aware and intentional with every single step. Absolutely. And I can also think about things like, um, you can go to lots of leadership development programs and at some point, you're going to need to practice these things among yeah. other people, right? Um, and what got you here won't get you there, right? Exactly. So just exactly. because you got really, really good at being a leader within a specific context and situation, and now it's rote memory, right? Um, mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you'll be able to apply all the same skills in exactly the same way at your next level up leadership role, right? Absolutely true. And it uh, and it will probably be the things that you think will make you successful might be the things that are holding you back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I'm going to throw yet another thing in there. Yeah. You wrote the book on values first. How does yeah. values play into all of this? Yeah, so uh, I really think that that values are a huge part of your identity and they can be. And so I think that it's a way to connect back to something that's of significant importance to you. And generally, we're probably doing this and we don't even realize it within our leadership style. But what I love about values is that everybody has them and it's a language, but it's most importantly, it's a grounding 
it's a grounding to get back to our identity and who we are. So I know that, you know, in times when I am have been trying to be the person I think I need to be, or the leader I think I need to be, when it's not really who I am authentically, then I'm not showing up how I want to. And so the times that I am truly authentic and am truly living my values is when I'm grounded in them in my leadership. And so for me, being like using values as kind of a, a grounding mechanism um, to be the leader that I know I can be and that I want to be um, is that kind of shortcut. It's that that grounding and the tie back to identity, because there are so many things that can get in our way to being linked to identity. There's just, there's just so much noise, right? There's so many kind of shoulds or what we think we should do, but really the times that I'm at my best, it's when I'm really who I, who I, who I am at my core. And that is a living a life of my values and leading with those. Yeah. So now I have a couple of questions about that. Number one is, have you ever met a leader who didn't know what their values were, like they just were not aware about how they were functioning in terms of what was important to them. And like, what does that look like? What's the effect? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's common, actually. I think, you know, if I ask somebody, hey, what are your, what are your values? You might say something um, like honesty, integrity, living my word, those kinds of things. Um, But Sometimes we don't have the specific language about, okay, well, how is that, how is that different than somebody else? And like, how do I know that I see that in you and your behavior? Often we also describe our, our values on what we're good at. I think often yeah. like our strengths and sometimes yep. those are absolutely linked, but sometimes they're not. And so I think that, um, that language, um, if you haven't done that work of really understanding what your values are, you can probably give a general couple of words or phrases um, that generally describe them, but they're not going to be as meaningful or impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I've done these exercises with people where you give them like a whole bunch of value cards and have them like sort through what's the top five. And what's always interesting is like, you don't realize that um, a lot of times you you can relate to almost every single one of them. Like yes. they're all my values. Every 50, all 50 are important to me. And there's probably some that really drive your behavior a whole lot more and you don't even realize it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. And I think there's in different seasons, some things might bubble up more. So I think it's important to really think about them, be intentional and check in with them um, every quarter or so. But to your point, there's lots of things we can resonate with, but what are the ones that are really of central importance to you and how can you connect that to your leadership behaviors? I think that's the the, the question and, yeah. and, and what we can answer. Absolutely. And you're touching on something that I want to ask you after this coming break. So we are nearing an ad break. I'm going to ask you about do values change? How do they change? How do you know like when to focus on that? So when we come back from the break, let's talk about that. You're all listening to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and with our guest, Dr. Laura Eigel. We air on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you'd like to join us on our online audience and ask questions, we can answer in real time. Just come join us on YouTube right now live at talkradio.nyc, and we will be answering your questions live if you'd like. So we'll be right back with our guest in just a moment. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. 
where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to the hard skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to The Hard Skills with me, Mira Bronco, and our guest, Laura Eigel. We've been talking about the intersection of values and leadership identity development. And where we left off is we were kind of talking about change in values. When do values change? How do you know if you're supposed to be rethinking about your values? Um, tell us more about this process. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, I think just understanding what they are. So there's lots of ways to do that. You mentioned a card sword activity. Um, in my book, I have a, a worksheet that, um, that you can fill out basically just a couple of writing prompts, picking those right words. In addition to that, I also have you tag kind of your secondary values, a couple of things that still kind of resonate, but maybe aren't those core. And so as you identify values, I want you to have a list of five to seven, but no more than that, because that's just a lot. And so I want you to, you know, be able to prioritize that. So as you first get them, you want to think about like, where do these show up? How do, you know, what, what does even kind of success and fulfillment in these look like? Hmm. So within that, there's a little bit of digging. And I think that's what changes the most over time. As I think about that, even my own personal experience. So my values are family, growth, development, uh, achievement, advocacy, and balance. And so those have remained relatively stable over time. But what has changed are how that, what that looks like in my life, right? So as um, I, as I used to work in corporate, growing my family, now entrepreneur, doing different things with my time, like things mean a little bit more and are different, but the, but the value remains constant. So I see that often as there's sometimes an evolution of the meaning of that value over time. Other times I see clients that say, you know, I, this value used to be more salient, but now the secondary value has kind of risen. And that be, that's become more interesting. Sometimes just kind of the, um, there's certain ones that are, are going to be more salient in a season of life. And so to understand what those are, I want you to check in on them. And I want you to do that every 90 days or so. I probably do it a little bit more often because I'm kind of, this is kind of my world, right? So it's almost like a, a weekly reflection out of, that I do now to understand like, how am I spending my time? Are my values being reflected each week or each month? But um, at minimum, I'd love for you to do it, do a values check-in exercise every 90 days. So every quarter or so to just say, Hey, are these things still really important to me? And what, what might the, the meaning be? And has anything changed and allow for change to happen? It's not bad if it does, we're ever changing people, we're evolving, and some things might be more important or something else might come up. And so just giving yourself space to first know what those are, and then to check in on them regularly with some kind of intentional cadence to allow for change to happen. Yeah. And I, um, I really like what you said about um, recognizing that the values are tied to how you define success. Like what does success look like for you, which is a very individual personalized thing, right? Oh, absolutely. So you and I might have the same value, 
but we mm-hmm. describe it very differently and success might be absolutely different. And that, that should be the case. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, just because it's, it's different, doesn't mean one is bad or one is good. Just like in your own life, like you defining it one way in one season and another way in another season, that's okay too. And just this idea of success, Success does not have to be like living this perfect life of this perfect thing. It might be making, um, you know, balance for me means like getting, you know, having some alone time sometimes because I'm an introvert and just making sure that I get that. And that might mean a 10 minute walk or it might mean like a, a trip, like those kinds of things. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but it's, um, it's, what do I need in that season? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I'm also thinking as you're talking about um, the women in my um, Tower Scope Leadership Academy program and how, um, you know, one of the things that I asked them to do is not just like identify some values that they want to lean into, but some that they want to dial down that like maybe serve them in the yeah. past, but no longer yeah. serve them now. And one of the members um, mentioned courtesy And it was all based on how it was defined. Now, you know, all of us kind of value courtesy, right? But it is um, how how you use it and how it affects you and how you engage in it, right? That makes all the difference in terms of, is this a value that I should be leaning into or leaning out of? And for her, she felt like she was always over accommodating so much Mm -hmm. that it was was almost like she was overemphasizing courtesy over other things that were really important to her. And it was like causing her to feel lost in her yeah. own identity. And so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear like your thought on that. I love, I love that reflection of what do you want to lean into or out of? Here's the thing, um, especially for women. I think a lot of our values are serving other people. And so another, another reflection that I love to have my clients do is, you know, is to, is to look at these for a lens. Is there at least one, just one minimum, maybe more that's just for you that serves nobody else, but you. And so, and then maybe leaning into that more often. And often I find that sometimes leaders do not have that right? They haven't explicitly stated one that's just for them. And so I think that's an important lens. And just this, also just this idea of the dialing back or the reinvention. I had one client that her, her value was achievement. And over time, she, um, she reinvented it and evolved it to contribution because achievement was taking away and those behaviors were taking away from, you know, some of her other values, which were family and some of her balance. And so I, I think even that reflection of what is, what does that look like? Um, in addition to art, is that, is there at least one for me? Is it, is a really good lens to think about? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So given that, um, it sounds like we have values that might be important to us, but there's a way to develop them, to lean into them, to um, like em- embrace them or put your energy into them, right? How do you, how do you, once you identify values, how do you lean into them and how do you develop them? Yeah. So I've uh, developed the values first framework. And so I love a good acronym. So it spells out the word values. Oh, so the first, <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> of course. And so, um, so the first thing, the V stands for values first. So that's where you identify those values. Um, the A is for audit time. And that's where you try to understand what is success for me. So like, those are like, do I, where is the gap? You try and understand like, where are the rank, the ranking of them? Am I getting them met? Am I not? You find some happy surprises here. Some things that are absolutely aligned to your values that you didn't connect before. Um, the L is for life boundaries and boundaries is sometimes this really hard. It feels like a hard thing to do, like a, 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 a wall that we have to put up. But really, I like to think of boundaries as a way for caring for our values. So as we think about actions that we need to take, it's like, how can you live your values? What accountabilities might I need to put into place? And those are the boundaries that we're building. And then the U 
is for uplifting others. So helping others along the way with their values journey. And then as a leader, this is where you are modeling your values for your team. And the magic here is in the modeling, you're giving others permission to do the same. Such a strong, strong um, leadership way, a way to live your your values through your leadership, really, um, and where that shows up into team culture. Then the E is experiencing conflict. And that is where sometimes I've, we've already started to mention like, this idea of conflict. Sometimes we feel like it's going to be external conflict. And I will tell you more often than not, it is this internal conflict that we have either with values, our own values, you know, kind of bumping up against each other or our perceptions of who we're supposed to be or how we're supposed to be. And then the S is all about sustaining values. And so um, it's all about the intentional work and intentional plan you have. So um, it's not rocket science. It is about intentionally doing some of these small things, which really add up in the long run. Yeah. Um, it's not rocket science, but it is hard skills stuff. It is. I have it you is. on the show because it's <laughs> like not easy. So I was, um, I literally just got off a coaching call with um, a leader who is um, going through this experiencing conflict piece that you just mentioned, right? Yeah. The key part of values. Um, and the thing that she is torn between is she's a very relationally oriented person. And so, but she's also trying to be a really good leader and hold people accountable and her holding people accountable is causing, um, her to, um, have this internal conflict between being liked, wanting to be liked, but also wanting to do a good job as a leader, holding people accountable to what they're supposed to be doing. And so we really like started, I didn't realize I was like using values as, as a thing, yeah. but really started teasing apart, like, um, being liked versus gaining trust versus gaining respect. And mm -hmm. they don't, they overlap, but they also have, um, different looks and feels like you can develop trust and not be liked. Mm -hmm. You can gain respect and not be liked. So which is more important to you, right? Like, and she realized like she'd rather develop trust um, from her people and feel like she's a reliable, consistent leader who is respected. And she'd have to sometimes let go of being liked if she were to do that. Yeah, I, I love that because you got it down to the behaviors, right? It's the behaviors, like once you get it down to that behavior level and then and then rooted back into her value of accountability, it when you do that, that right. that conflict kind of dance, like you lay it all out there at the end of the day, it still goes back to one of the things that she values most. Right. And so it becomes a lens to which we can make some decisions and prioritize some of our behaviors that we're okay with and some that we're not. And most of it is not just other people, what we're okay with them doing, but what we're okay with us doing. And so it's more important for her to show up consistently with that lens of accountability, respect, right? Um, and trust. Uh, and that is what will get her, um, her, her people to understand, right? What, what is expected and how should, what should I do here? That's right. And I hadn't thought about the fact that accountability was is another value that she was holding on to. That's what caused the cognitive disconnect for her is uh, that it's just as important to her to hold people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Okay. So we're nearing another ad break. And so um, I want to dig into a couple of other pieces of this framework when we come back. Um, the audit um, was really interesting. I want to dig into that one. Um, auditing time. And um, perhaps also the boundary one. Sure. So uh, we're nearing uh, this ad break. You're listening to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and our guest, Dr. Laura Eigel. We air on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you would like to join us online, you could join us at YouTube at talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back with our guests in just a moment. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mir Bronku, and our guest, Dr. Laura Eigel. We've been talking about her values framework, which, by the way, uses the word, the letters in values. And um, we just got done talking about the E in there, the experiencing conflict. But I want to know a little bit more about this auditing time um, piece. And um, yes, I have read her book. I would pull it up, but it's on my phone. I got it as a Kindle book um, when it first came out. So I can't pull it up. But if I did, I'd have it all tagged up. And one of the things that I had um, sort of quote unquote digitally tagged up is not just auditing time, but you have this values calendar thing that you use. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit more with, with folks about what this is. Yeah. So I think there's lots of ways that people um, track their time and look at different things. And so this is a lens of once you've identified your values, I want you to kind of track your time and then put the overlay on where am I living my values? And so you track your time for several days, maybe a week, and not just what's in your calendar, in your outlook, like the whole thing. So if you binge Netflix, write it down, like all the things Um, and increments of like, you know, 30 minutes or something. And so you're tracking what you've actually done, hopefully in a representative week. So don't do it when you're like on vacation and things like that. But just in general, how are you spending your time? And then I want you to see if you can tag that and see some themes based on your values. So for me in a given day, if I have, you know, done my walk or been out on the water rowing, then I'm going to tag that time to my value of balance. You know, Mm. if I, you know, if I have had coaching calls with my clients, I'm going to tag that time to my value of development because I'm developing others, right? Those kinds of things. And so what you're looking for here is where am I living my values? You know, you don't have to tag, there's going to be time where you, you're not tagging it to a value and that's okay. But I want you to see the themes that comes up. And the th- a lot of the themes that come up are, oh, wow, I, I really am living my value of balance or family or whatever it might be. You might also see a gap right? There's also some really fun surprises that you might not have thought about before. Like, oh my goodness, I volunteer at this thing. And this is my tied to my value of advocacy. I'd never really thought about that before. Right. Or my, my, um, you know, my book club that I go to every month happened to be when I did that. And that is, you know, growth and development for myself. Right. So different things like that. That, like the fun surprises that you never really realized. 
But here we're really looking for themes of where am I living my values and where I'm not. And I think this is just a, a big eye opener. I had one client and I share the story in a book, but in the book, but she, um, she did this and did this values calendar review. And um, she realized that um, she was in all these meetings and this matrix organization. And after she kind of did some of these, she realized like, hey, I'm not living some of my values of influence because I'm on these calls and I have like the five minutes that I get to contribute. And some of the other times I'm really not. And so she audited like a couple of her meetings, uh, many of her meetings. And she found that like the way that she wanted to impact her with her leadership in that organization, it really wasn't being met. And so that was a big eye opener for her. And so she thought about that in terms of, um, am I making the impact that I want to at this organization or in this role, which led her to think about um, different different ways where she could use her leadership in other ways at another organization. So I think it's interesting to like look at that for, you know, inside and outside of work. We are whole people, right? And where our values do not have to be explicitly only met at work. I think it's inside and outside. But if you are not meeting some of those in, you know, in your work, you're, you're potentially not being, you're not in a place where you can um, lead with your full impact. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. This is bringing up so many sort of ideas here. And I can't emphasize how important doing this one activity is, and I'll give you three examples that immediately came to mind as you were sharing your own experiences and the experiences of your client. Um, The first is um, I did it for myself, Mm -hmm. for my own business early, early on. Um, I was trying to figure out like where all my time was going because I was like busy all the time, right? And so many business owners are busy all the time. But at some point you reach like a certain capacity and you're like, um, should I be hiring someone? And if so, for what? And so I used um, this online platform called Toggle. Um, they don't pay me to sponsor, but Toggle, if you want to pay me, that that would be great. <laughs> um, but I used it because Toggle is great at like putting those increments in and labeling everything and providing reports to you. So I did that and I realized that I needed to hire a virtual assistant for very specific social media tasks that I was like spending so much time on. Right. So it reminded me of that. Um, I have um, sometimes I, I take on clients that are leaders with ADHD and they're always having challenges with organizing their time. Um, they have time blindness. Um, they get like wrapped up into something and they lose the time. And so um, I had Um, One of them track their hours for two weeks and just tell me like, when is your best time to focus? When is your worst time to focus? What are you learning? And like, it helped them change the entire way that he works so that he could be a lot more efficient and productive. The final, um, which you just gave me an idea on, and I'm just going to like, literally, I'll probably apply it to my next iteration of our leadership academy is... um, Last night we had office hours and one person asked like, how, how do I pull all of this information about what I learned about myself, you know, from our assessments and values and all of this goal stuff um, into like one cohesive um, goal. And um, you gave me an idea for another activity to help them lean into um, looking at, well, how, how are you doing this now? How are you spending your time now? And is it aligned with where, where you just pointed to me um, that you want to be doing this stuff, right? So um, just brilliant idea. Now, um, the second piece of this, though, which I think is critical, is you talk a lot about boundary setting in yes. relation to all of this, right? Yeah. I yeah. love the topic of boundary setting. Let's go there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so once we do this review, there's going to be some themes, right? And you're going to want to make potentially some changes. You might want to lean in, you want to lean out, you might want to do something differently. And behavior change is just that it is change. And so the way that you have been showing up for yourself or for others, if you want to change that, then you need a plan. And I uh, have a three-step method for um for building a boundary and remember building a boundary is to 
care for your values. It's a way to prioritize your values. It centers you, you and your values. And so um, the idea is to review that values calendar review, come up. I want you to start with just one thing. Do not boil the ocean. This is not like a big like New Year's resolution kind of deal. This is something that you can start with. So you might look at something that you want to be more consistent in. Say you are trying to um, you're trying to prioritize a value that's just really important to you that you used to do, but you don't do anymore, right? Usually it's something with like health, self-care, like those, all those kinds of things that we know what to do, but we kind of aren't doing them, right? Because work gets in the way, life gets in the way, all those things. So I want you to build a boundary around that. And that is basically setting yourself up for success for behavior change. So three steps. First, I want you to tie that that thing, I want you to tie it to a value. This is where we get back into the science of this and of motivation. You're creating intrinsic motivation because you're tying it to something that you care about. And when it gets hard and you don't want to do it, or you think it's going to be impossible, I want you to remind yourself of why you're doing it because it matters to you, because it is of central importance to you. It is tied to your values, right? Then I want you to set up a system. That's the second thing. Set up a system. The system could be a buddy. It could be um, time tracking. It could be paying somebody to do something. I I love. I know that when I um, pay for something, I'm a little bit more accountable to it, right? <laughs> so, um, paying for rowing lessons, those kinds of things. I'm gonna show up if I if I know somebody else Coaching is counting on me. Consultant to help you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, personal trainer, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I want you to set up a a reward system. So on the other end, I want you to celebrate consistency. And so I want you to kind of double down on this reinforcement and and track positive reinforcement. And we know that if we even think about or reflect on the things that we do, we're going to hopefully bring those forward. And I also want you to just um, give yourself some praise for doing the boundary. So sometimes it feels like I'm kind of double dipping here. Like you're going to get the in, intrinsic motivation of I did the thing I said I was going to do, but then I want you to also reward yourself on the other side too, to create some of that external motivation as well. Brilliant. Yeah. And for those of you who are finding this overwhelming, this is exactly the purpose of finding someone to help you with this, whether it's a, an accountability partner, you know, a, a personal trainer, if that's, you know, um, uh, related to your goal, a coach, you know, a consultant, things like that um, will help you pull it down, right? Into something manageable. So that's right. Yeah. Um, now, what um, what does this have to do with Actually, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hold on to this question until after the break comes up. I want you to think about um and we'll come back after the break about what all of this has to do with leadership success and importantly, the benefits that it could have on um an entire organization and organizational culture and the teams within it. So, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mir Bronku and our guest Dr. Laura Eigel will be um, uh, right back in just a moment. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to the hard skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the hard skills. We have been talking with Laura Eigel about values and leadership identity development and that connection and her framework, which um, has the acronym values. Um, it is easy to understand how e- how it connects with our personal success and satisfaction life satisfaction, you know, outcomes, things like that. Um, Let's talk more about why a leader would want to lean into a values first framework um, in terms of how they might imagine it impacting their teams and their organizations. Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. And so when you think about you leading your team, Um, You're leading with your values and that is creating a culture. And so if you are intentionally leading with your values, then you're intentionally building team culture. And so I love the connection here to team values, connectivity, which can then be linked back to organizational values. But just this idea of, you know, if you develop your team culture based on what you do, what you model, what you incentivize, right? That's your culture, right? So back to your client on accountability. Um, If she leads with values and behaviors of accountability, then she can build a culture of accountability, Mm. right? So she's, um, she's showing people, she's modeling the behaviors of what it means to be accountable, to be in it. So her, her team can be known for being accountable, being consistent, being trusted partners, right? And so, you know, why not build that intentional team culture built on your values, which also can map to the organization's values. And I love that this can be done and should be done together with your team. So again, everybody has values, whether they know it or not. Um, I love starting this journey with just values identification and doing that in a, in a team meeting. So really talking about that, starting with some team connection, understanding what each other's values are, and then by, based on that, building some team values. But really, your leadership can be very intentional into the culture that you create and the behaviors that you incentivize. And whether you do it or not, you're building a culture. And I, and I'd want you to build an intentional one, not an unintentional one. Yeah. I was just going to say that, um, if you don't value values as a thing in your organization, um, the risk of not engaging in just at least an intentional review of what the team and organizational culture is, is that you are you might be reinforcing unintentionally behaviors you don't actually want to see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because the culture is what we do and what we allow and whether, whether we want it or not. So there's oftentimes you see that organizations or leaders have values um, that are, you know, written on the wall, right? Words on walls. And that's kind of all they are are these um, kind of fluffy things that we use for marketing or external. They're posted on the website, those kinds of things. But people really don't know what it means to live those values. And what we find is that, you know, it's not just what we say, it's what we incentivize, it's what we reward, it's how we bring people in our organization. And so I think it needs, your your values need to be, um, need to be connected. And if they're not, then that's the risk of, um, then the unintentional consequences of what happens when we are incentivizing different things. It's confusing for people. It sets, so it sets the expectations 
of, of how we do things here. Right. And I think your leadership is part of that because a culture is basically a, a bunch of people, how we work together, what we do. And so values, again, is just another way um, to codify some of those behaviors and another way for you to bring intention to that and your own leadership style and who you are to that team culture as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I see this often in um, organizations that, you know, mean well and have the best of intentions. And for example, I work with a lot of um, academic medicine, um, you know, um, industries, and um, there's an incredible high pressure for high achievement in all areas. And um, part of it is, of course, because you want to create the, be the top, um, you know, in the world for um, improving cancer care, for example, right? And that is a noble cause, a noble goal. And at the same time, if you overemphasize achievement, um, productivity by, by publication and grant getting, but then you're not really focused on, um, you know, the relationship part, the, the caring about each other, the supporting, the addressing burnout, you know, all of that uh-huh. stuff then it's still an unhealthy environment. And what happens is you lose all of those talented people because they burn out or they're feeling undervalued or things like that, right? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And I think that is just such a a case in point, like the mission at the expense of what? And usually it's at the expense of the people. And, and so I, the way that I think about it, we can have the best mission and the best thing or high results culture, but it's the how. It's the how we do it that is important. And that's the values and that's the culture. And so be very intentional about the culture that you want to build and that will create the results that you want. So it's not just about being leading edge or the highest in X, Y, Z. It's the how we do it to get there. I love it. Okay. That is my big takeaway. Mission at the expense of culture. And it's really more about the how. What is the one thing you want people to take away from all of this? You know, again, I go back to this idea of it is not rocket science, but it is hard. And so take one intentional step. And the first, the easiest thing to do is to identify what your values are. I think that's, I think that's an actionable step that you can, you can do that work and we'll make it easy for you and um, show you how to, how to do that. And there's a way to do that on my website where you can download a free values worksheet and spend 15 to 20 minutes to do that, to really try to understand what are your core values and how is that showing up in the way that you're leading now? Absolutely. And while we're on the topic of your website, um, those of you who are watching live are going to watch the recording later on. Here is her website, thecatchgroup.com. Where can they find that worksheet that you just mentioned? Yeah, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, um, there you go right there. Um, grab that values worksheet. It'll be sent right to you in your in your email. That is awesome. Um, thank you so much for all of this Um just golden nuggets and takeaways. There's many insights we can pull from today's conversation. Um, But audience, what did you take away? And more importantly, what is the one small change you can implement this week based on what we learned from Laura? She already gave you a clear option to just go to her website and get this downloadable sheet on values. But whatever you choose to do, share it with us. Ideally on LinkedIn, that's where we live most of the time online at Mira Bronco or Laura Eigel or at talkradio.nyc so we can cheer you on. We are also on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all over the place. But LinkedIn is where I live online and where I will respond. Um, In addition to being a live show, a reminder, we're on iTunes and Spotify as a podcast. So please go subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share with others to help us increase our visibility, our reach, and our impact. Next Tuesday, please join us November 28th when we will be talking with Dory Clark about reinventing yourself. 
It is not to be missed. As a reminder, in this episode, we discuss one of many aspects of developing the nuanced hard skills needed to become an exceptional leader who can drive significant systemic change. We talked about that from a cultural perspective, as well as an individual and team perspective to make real impact. If you would like to explore how we can help you with your leadership and team development services, check me out at www.gotowerscope.com. Our Towerscope Leadership Academy full membership program will be opening up again in early 2024. So be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to hear about the application process when it goes out. It is a competitive process. So you don't want to miss out on that information. Thank you to talkradio.nyc for hosting. I'm Dr. Mir Bronco, your host of the Hard Skill Show. Thank you for joining us today with our guest, Laura Eigel. Laura, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so, so much. I love spending time with you and I can't wait to, to do it again soon. Absolutely excited. Laura and I now meet about once a month to keep pushing each other to the next level. Um, for all of you, have a great rest of your day wherever you're tuning in from. And thank you again for joining us. questions regarding your health are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness i'm frank r harrison host of frank about health and each thursday i will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you tune in every thursday at 5 p.m on talkradio.nyc and i will be frank about health to advocate for all of us what really drives success in business Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.